Des Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The college basketball weekend gets started early, a Friday night game at Carver Hawkeye Arena as the 21st ranked Iowa Hawkeyes host Indiana. The Hoosiers come in losers of 11 of their last 12 games. Iowa's a 7-point favorite, 8-15 tip on FS1. Hear the game on 1040 WHO. Tomorrow at 1, Iowa State goes on the road to face TCU, looking to avenge a 92-83 loss from two weeks ago in Hilton. You and I is at home hosting Valparaiso, and on Sunday, the Drake Bulldogs travel to Illinois State. The 10th-ranked Iowa women lost a tough one at Indiana last night. Yaney down the lane. The call from BTN. The loss coupled with a Maryland victory have the Hawkeyes sitting a game back in the Big Ten standings. The Iowa Wild picked up a 4-3 win last night over San Jose at Wells Fargo Arena. They are back within two points at Grand Rapids for the Central Division lead and host San Jose again tonight at Wells Fargo Arena. Hear the game right here on 1460 KXNO. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night. You're on 1460 KXNO. You know where I went here. Where did uh, the police? Uh huh. Rocks. You know I got well. I got a line that just popped into my head. That Spy Gate, Deflate Gate. I'm not. Starts with an E. Mm-hmm. You know what this song's about? It's Roxanne. Yes. A lady of the night. Yes. I'm reading the stories. Uh, it's all over, um, all over, well, everywhere. Uh, Bob Kraft charged with soliciting prostitution. What in it? But a black eye for the league, another one. That kind of money. That kind of power. 77 and years old. It's funny hearing just the other day. And these are massage. You've caught in a, well, I'll tell you the name of the firm. Okay. Firm. The firm? <laughs> yeah. Um, be careful. Here. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm being very careful. But I really like that line. Spy yeah. gate, deflate gate, and eat you late. Um, <laughs> Orchards of Asia Spa in Jupiter, Florida, where the Cardinals train. Not at the spa. No, no, not at the spa. They don't train there. But Jupiter, Florida is okay. there. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Just, I don't know, 20 miles or so from Fort Lauderdale, up the road north. You fly into Fort Lauderdale and 20 miles up the road. What interstate was that? I don't remember what interstate that is. You're asking Anyways. the wrong person. I, I've driven plenty of times through Florida. I don't remember. I don't remember roads like that. Is that an age thing? Maybe. I think more so, yes. I think it was. And I think if I was to ask my parents, or you would ask your parents, they would probably, yeah, hop on highway, take 65 over to Black. Right. Yeah, no, I, no, I look at my phone now, like everybody. Exactly. We don't know anymore. phone numbers anymore. We no. don't know directions. We look at our phone. And it tells us where to go. Right. It's great. It's really great. Uh, We've got Cappy coming up. Look forward to speaking to uh, Cappy. You see uh, Santana signed with the White Sox? Which one? Irvin Santana. I like Irvin Santana. Do you? I do. He's a solid four for a playoff team. Okay. Well, the White Sox aren't a playoff team. No. Uh, For them, he's he's up there. Mm -hmm. I like Irvin Santana. Mm -hmm. Saw a lot of good moments with him with the Twins. Yeah. I like that sign. That's a now, good what, one. What for the went White wrong Sox. with him? It was it was injury with him. Injury. Yeah, yeah, he had like a like a finger injury. I think it was something odd last year that derailed the start of the season. Went a lot longer than they anticipated. But what he did the year previous, getting them into the playoffs. Now he's terrible against the Yankees, but 
getting them into the playoffs. <laughs> but you know what? Just pick a year, right? Uh, That's how it always ends mm-hmm. for the seemingly. Twins. Seemingly. The last two decades. Yeah, seemingly. Get in and thud. But at least you get in anyway. Yeah, getting in. It was fun. Two years ago was fun. You know, speaking of baseball, I don't know if your Twitter timeline was just... Nick. Here's where I want to go. Nick Cafardo, Boston Globe writer. Oh, yeah. He must have been a hell of a man. Mm-hmm. Because there were more pictures of him and more stories and more um, tributes to him by sports writers that I read daily. I mean, the biggest names in the sport, they're just completely... He was covered. He's, he's the Red Sox beat writer, and he was in Fort Myers yesterday as, on the eve of spring training games actually starting, which they are today, and I guess he just died. 62 years old. Oh, man. Way, way, way too young. Hmm. But uh, must have been a hell of a... A, a hell of a writer, but B, a really good person is, yeah. is my biggest takeaway. That A lot of people just absolutely devastated by that. Well, I'm right. He's already trending on Twitter, and it didn't take long for that to happen. So you asked the question at the end of last hour, people just joining us, mm-hmm. what happens to Robert Kraft with this? Mm-hmm. Nothing. He's an owner. He's owner of a team, a player... Be different, Eugene Robinson on the well, eve that was of the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl Saturday. You remember that NFL story? Man of the Year? Well, he just picked up the freaking trophy. Well, you got to celebrate some I way. Yes, it spends the night in jail and he played. And Robert Smith beat him. Um, no, Rods. What the Rod, Rod Smith. Smith? Yeah, Robert Smith's a running back. Rod With the Smith's Vikings, my yeah. guy, undrafted number eighty. Um, Rod Smith beat him for that long touchdown from Elway. Remember that? And that was Elway's last game against Atlanta. Tim Dwight and the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. Uh, Dwight took a, a kickoff back for a touchdown in that game. Um, leading into that game, Chandler was a better quarterback on the field. Huge edge to the Falcons. Chandler much better at this point than John Elway. Not so fast. Yeah, Chandler had a really good season. Yeah, game. that's true. That but, team. Uh, that team played. People, I think. Don't remember how good that Atlanta team was because they were it was good. It was supposed to be the Vikings. It was supposed to be the Vikings. They're Absolutely. fifteen to one. Yep. Atlanta was fourteen to two. Mm-hmm. That that was a really that was good the Atlanta dirty team. Dirty bird year. Yes, Jamal Anderson yeah. was a really good team. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny how history can change the truth in, in different minds. Mm-hmm. They didn't lose to some upstart. No, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because they were a really good team. They were 14 yep. to 2. Yep. Had the Vikings not had their year, the, the, everybody would have been talking about the two teams that deserved to be there were there. And you were there. You were at the NFC Championship. Game. Yes. Yes. And then you darted over somewhere to Hubert's to watch the AFC Championship game? No. 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 I drove home. Did you listen to it yes. on the radio? Listen okay. To it. Uh, when I could, there was pockets on the right. on I thirty five. I couldn't, but uh, yeah, I was. I was. We. I think I was there. At the they started against Arizona. They beat Jake Plummer. Was there for that one, and then was it the very next? I don't remember. Yeah. It would have been the very next week, right? Yeah, that I was back up there. I remember it was a beautiful, sunny, nice January day. Um, you know, speaking of the Patriots, just one thing on this. I'm not sure if you saw this. We didn't talk about it. And we we need to get back into having a weekly NFL conversation, yep. I think. We've given it, well, not quite a month, but <laughs> talking about the NFL. They don't we get love the saw, NFL. Yes, we do. love talking about the NFL. So where I, what I saw earlier in the week is there is a movement afoot to waive the mandatory waiting period when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick retire from the game. For the Hall of Fame? For the Hall of Fame. And it's done in other sports. It's done in hockey. I mean, they waved it for Gretzky. Okay. I, mean, I think Lemieux, Gordie Howe, probably Bobby Orr. 
Um, but I think Gretzky was the latest. I mean, this is Wayne Gretzky we're talking about here. But baseball doesn't do it. No, I don't believe. I've never NBA, seen it there. I don't think so. If they didn't do it with Jordan. If they didn't do it with Jordan, who are they going to do it for, right? right? LeBron would be the next one yeah. and even that. Wilt before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those guys, Kareem and Russell. But I, they didn't. I don't think they That's did. That's a hockey-only thing. Donna, I don't like this. I, I don't, don't like either. this one I don't iota. Yep, I'm with you. Don't go down this path. Yep. You're opening up Pandora's box. You have the waiting period. Mm-hmm. You have the system in place. You can argue the merits of it, but it is there. And Brady's great, and Belichick's yes. great, and so they will Montana, be Hall of Fame. And yes. so is Elway, and so is Steve Young, and so were a whole bunch of Barry Sanders. Yes. You can go down this road forever. Right. Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. On and on and mm-hmm. on. Reggie White is dominant defensive players you're ever going to see in, the, in your lifetime. No, you can't Lawrence Taylor changed the game. So where is this coming from? Where, where is this? Is it, it a... It was a reputable... This wasn't just some guy on Twitter. This wasn't a, just no, a, a blog followers hoping to get a couple of hooks. No, no. this was um, maybe Florio's site. I can't okay. remember where I saw it. I'll look for it. But I'm with you. Uh, at first blush, no. No. you got to get something compelling. The only way I could see that, something like this, is if there was a player that was a surefire Hall of Famer and he had something catastrophic. Happen. Right. If... Cancer. Yes, he's yes. been he, given you know months to live. Then, absolutely positively, mm-hmm. and if it's something where it's dire and he has months to live, mm-hmm. make the Hall of Fame ceremony right there. You know, so some, you don't don't wait don't even until wait till, August. Yeah, right. Uh, just don't wait till Hall of Fame Saturday, Super Bowl Saturday to elect him. Then I'm fine with you bending, changing the rules. But for this, Tom Brady and Belt, great. They're Hall oh, of Famers, no question. Hall of Famers that deserve to get in earlier than everybody else? No way. No, no way. See it the same way. David Kaplan joins us next. We will uh, maybe address this uh, when we get back into more NFL conversation in the weeks to come. I tell you about a big trade in the NHL, but sadly, you don't care. Charlie Coyle. No, that's a that's a that's not a, that's a couple trade. days ago. Yeah. We talked about that yesterday. We did. Matthew Shane is uh, leaving and headed to Columbus. Never don't heard of care. that dude. I know you have it. That's why I was reluctant to bring it up. We will talk to Cappy next. Uh, Jason Simmel, bottom of the hour. Claxons in about 45 minutes. We take you until noon. We're glad you're with us. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Yeah, we've got the Claxons Barbecue giveaway coming up at about 11.45. We'll give you your opportunity to win some terrific barbecue at Claxons. Let's talk to David Kaplan, shall we? Cap joins us, courtesy of our friends of Centurion Stone of Iowa. Off we go to the Windy City. Cap, Trent, and Ken, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? Good to talk to you guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I want to go back earlier in the week where I'm guessing I wasn't so happy to be a White Sox fan. What was kind of the mood of the fan base over there when Machado snubbed the White Sox and took the Padres deal? I guess it was pretty close, Cap, uh, but eventually he would settle on the Padres. What was the mood like amongst White Sox fans? Number one, I'll tell you that I don't think it was close. Okay. I really don't. When When you're $50 million guaranteed, Short, that's not close in my world. But, you know, the, it can be yep. spun all the way that, right. hey, well, potentially you could make more money. No. How many guaranteed dollars am I getting? That's it. And they were at 250 and the Padres went to three, $300 million. Mm-hmm. So they they win the, the battle. The Sox didn't even have an opt-out in their deal. Padres did. So everything added up for Machado to go there. 
Uh, I say that the majority of White Sox fans are livid. Felt like they were taken on a joyride where it's going to end up Manny Machado is a White Sox player, and instead, Manny Machado is not only not a White Sox player, but when you really look at the offers that I just detailed, they actually weren't that close. So people are like, hold on a second. This is a 26-year-old generational player. He told you at the start through his agent, Dan Lozano, it's got to have a three in it. It's got to have 10 years. Hmm. That's what I want. 10 years, $300 million. So you knew the answers to the test before you ever sat down and the proctor handed you the test booklet. You still didn't get the answers right. That's number one. Number two, let me remind everybody that normally when players of this caliber come along, it's Yankees, White, uh, uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Dodgers, couple others that are financial heavyweights, maybe Washington. But guess what? None of them were involved. It was you and the San Diego flipping Padres, and you got blown out of the water. I thought it's a bad look. Well, one of the guys that has to be happy about it is Tim Anderson, though he said that Manny might have missed the boat on this one. Kind of going after his job, right, at shortstop, if that's what Machado was going to be. Tim Anderson, uh, one of the younger pieces of this group, what does he uh, turn out in his comments? What your takeaway from that? Uh, I thought it was a bad look when the first question that was asked him was, you know, are you happy to manage things over? F yeah, he said. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a good look. It should have been, hey, man, he made his decision. We've got our group of guys here. He wanted to join us. We'd love to have had him. He's a great player. Good luck to him. I'm on to getting ready for opening day. Hmm. But instead, you know, it's the – the profanity and all that, it just wasn't a good look for him. I understand that he got tired of being asked, are you going to move off a short of Manny Cup? <laughs> but in, a, in the end, just take the high road. Mm. Cap, uh, i got to ask you this, because I've seen some models, some projections out there. Uh, you spent last week in Arizona at both places, following the Cubs, following the uh, White Sox. Uh, that the Cubs are going to win uh, 79 games with one of them I saw earlier this week, which has them in fifth and last place in the Central Division of the National League, which I find laughable. Um, mm-hmm. Are they talking about that in the clubhouse? I mean, kind of are, are the players, are they aware that, you know, no one is, is, is picking them to, you know, to be right up at the top of the Central Division again? How big of a talker was it? Uh, it absolutely was. On their daily, um, their daily plan, like normally in the regular season, they have a lineup that goes up on the wall, and it will say, you know, so-and-so's leading off, he's second, third, fourth, the nine guys. Here's the bench, righties, lefties. Here's the pitchers. Here's our starter. And here's the bullpen guys available, and then we'll have unavailable. You know, this guy threw three days in a row. He's not going to pitch. Whatever the case may be. And then Joe will put, don't let the pressure exceed the, don't let the pleasure, excuse me, don't let the pressure exceed the pleasure or whatever catchy little phrase he uses. Well, last week, he put at the bottom of the daily syllabus, and it said, 73-89, and 89, last place, baseball perspective. Dakota. Yep, they're all aware, believe me. Now, Fangraphs did pick them 88-74 and 74 and win the division. So, you, know, you can find whatever model you want to make whatever statistical argument you want fit. But... Yeah, they are absolutely aware. The Westgate has them as the favorite. 89.5 is the win total there. But yeah, just find one projection total and then needle the guys a little bit. It's a long, long road. What's the 
what's the biggest storyline now for the Cubs here in spring training as we get ready for the games coming up this weekend? Uh, are we going to see their offense spring? Are guys going to look like they can hit, or are we going to see guys continue to struggle like they struggled the last month, six, eight weeks of last season? Because it was a team that, going toward the All-Star break, they were the best in the National League in a lot of the offensive categories. But instead, as that thing ended, it was, oh, we won 8-1. to one. In the next three days, we scored a combined four runs. So it's got to show that it's fixed. Mm. Cap, uh, Ian Happ wants to play uh, more second base this year. And, you know, with the, uh, I guess, the uncertainty of Addison Russell, and now we put Baez over at shortstop. He's unbelievably gifted, as we know. Play anywhere, I think, in the infield. Um, ben Zobrist can play outfield, can play infield. How will they use those two? Zobrist and Happ. Zobrist, obviously, you know, coming to the end, you would think of a career. Um, still got something left, in my opinion. But uh, what about Ian Happ wanting to play more at second base and, uh, and and then Ben Zobers, where will they play him more? Uh, Ian Happ just wants to get on the field, and I think they'd like to get his bat on the field. They do. Uh, so where does he fit the best? Probably as an outfielder, but he would like the opportunity because when he's drafted, he was an infielder, outfielder. I think he would like the opportunity at least to get more playing time by proving he can also be solid at second base. Uh, ben Zobers, look, he's 38 years old or about to be 38. He's a really good player, but at that age, you've got to be really careful with how much you use him. He's not even in camp yet. They're not giving us any reason. They just said he'll be here ASAP. So we'll see where that whole thing leads. But, look, they've got depth there. They can play Descalso at second. They could play Ian Happ at second. They could play Ben Zobrist at second base. They can play Javi Baez when Addison Russell comes back at second base. They can play David Bodie at second base. So there's a lot of moving parts in that infield. When Zilberst isn't out there and, and batting leadoff, you know, a lot of candidates were out there in that leadoff spot a year ago. Who's the, the elixir? Who's the guy you'd like to see out there most if it's not Zilberst at the top of the lineup? That's a great question. It is a good question, absolutely. there is not right. a defined candidate. I mean, do you take another run at Schwarber? I don't want to see Anthony Rizzo up there. I don't want to see... Uh, Chris Bryant up there. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that had opportunities, Rizzo more than Bryant, but some uh, for both last year. So maybe you put, oh, I'm spitballing here, Albert Almora. That's the name I yeah. was coming up lot. with. At, at least Doesn't against lefties. Enough. Certainly against lefties. Hayward there? Mm-hmm. If he builds on last year, yeah. He's not a, not a power guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is what he is. What you see is what right. you get. He's not all of a sudden going to become a, 322 hitter with 31 bombs and 108 <laughs> knocked it. That's just never who he's going to be. You'd take it, though, if it came up. Right. <laughs> yeah, in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Cap, other than you, Darvish, who's the who's the Cub that has the most pressure up? Maybe it's Joe Madden. Uh, so other than Joe Madden or you, Darvish, who's who's uh, what, uh, roster player's got the most pressure on him this year? Uh, most pressure on him. <clears throat> I tell you, it's probably, and I'm leaving Addison Russell out of this discussion. Okay. Because yep. a lot of his pressure will come from external forces, not on the field. I would tell you probably Chris Bryant yeah. or Wilson Contreras because at the end of the 2019 season, both those guys will have two years left free agency. Chris is a, we think, generational player coming off an injured shoulder. He proves that he's healthy and hits 
30 homers with 100 knocked in and hits 280 and plays solid defensively, well, then he's going to get paid such ridiculous money, Manny Machado-style money. If he goes out again and all of a sudden, oh, my shoulder's bothering me, Chris is going to be on the 15-day, um, what are they calling it now, the injured list? Right, <laughs> yeah. disabled list. Right. Uh, if, if that's the case, well, then there's a bigger problem there. But he says he's healthy. I watched tape on him yesterday, and he is back to, at least on tape, swinging the way you've seen Chris Bryant swing. It's not both hands on the back because my shoulder hurts. Mm. It's He's crushing the ball. I mean, crushing the ball. So we'll see if that's how it continues. Uh, I don't want to let this go any further before we go back to the White Sox. We talked about the bad news that they got, but you spent a significant amount of time last week uh, watching this White Sox team. What was your biggest takeaway from watching the White Sox? Uh, they've done a really good job at adding some arms. Ivan Nova is in there now. Uh, they've got Kelvin Herrera. They've got, they've got some arms that I think can make their bullpen a little bit better. Now, are those flip candidates in late July? Because mm. I don't think this is a playoff contender. I don't think this is a 500 team. I just don't think there's enough starting pitching depth and there's not enough talent yet on the field. But they are all in on Aloy Jimenez. If he's the guy that they believe that he is, They've got themselves, as we said today on the radio, who are they going to have that you go, i got to buy that jersey for my kid, mm, yeah. White Sox fan. Yep. Well, it was Machado. They didn't get him. It could be Aloy Jimenez. Mm-hmm. That would be the one, Cappy. Um, now, he's gonna, will he start the season with the team? There's zero chance. There's a better chance that you are the <laughs> opening day right. center fielder. Yeah. Than him making the team, but will he be up in three weeks? Right, yeah, like Bryant was, and like the Blue Jays are doing with uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They know they want to right. save that year, right? Do the what's the players' association think about that? I mean, I know they, they don't like it. Can they, they do anything about it? Hate it. Yeah, I mean, it's not. We're not playing the best players. We're manipulating the service time yep. clock. But again. If you didn't do that with Chris Bryant, I know he was mad about it. His family's not happy. Right. If you did that to Chris Bryant, didn't do that to Chris Bryant, well, all of a sudden he plays 2019 and he's going into his final season. Now you've got him 19, 20, and 21. It's the right thing to do. Cap, yep. who has the best year out of these starting pitchers for the Cubs? John Lester, Kyle Hendricks, Cole Hamels, Jose Quintana. I'm leaving you, Darvish, aside. The injury still, but of those four, not who's the ace, who's not the bulldog, who's not the guy you want in game one of a playoff series, who has the best 2019 regular season? Kyle Hendricks. Mm. No wow. doubt. He looks amazing. Spent some time with him. He's in, in. He's always in good shape, but he is in incredible shape. He said the feel is right now, the ball's coming out of his hand really, really uh, comfortably, and he said I struggled with that the first half of last season. I didn't feel it coming out of my hand the right way. So I would tell you Kyle Hendricks will have the best season on the staff. Mm. Last thing for me, Cap, it's a hockey question. With the run that they're on, getting themselves right back into this thing, it's so tight in the Central Division amongst a whole lot of teams. There was a lot of rumors that you know some of the big names, some of the veterans, not a Kane or a Taves, but maybe a Duncan Keith, maybe a Seabrook. Do you, do you ask them about their no-movement clauses? Uh, do you expect that now that they're playing well and pushing for that playoff that that talk has changed? Uh, I, you know, I saw something this morning 
from Elliot Friedman, who has the Hockey Night in Canada. He's really good. And blog. Yep. He said that they're exploring trading Artem Anisimov to move that $5 million plus off the book and then acquiring Artemi Panarin in a wow, separate deal Columbus. as a rental yep. if he becomes a free agent. But you, by doing that, can then sign him for one extra year over everybody else in free agency if he was your free agent. I just don't see what they're going to give up to get him. Cap, finishing up with the college basketball question. You watch a lot of MVC, call a lot of MVC games. Loyola, Drake fighting with them uh, for that top spot in the regular season. But numbers-wise, this is the worst Missouri Valley Conference of my lifetime going back almost 40 years. Is the play that you're seeing down is the reason for it? Is it finally the loss of Wichita and Creighton catching up? When you look at the MVC, why does it feel like it has taken a big step back? Uh, I think that, you know, definitely Wichita and Creighton because they were able, even as Valley schools, you know, I love the Valley, they were able to recruit players that were probably a level up. They were really, really good. And with those two schools out of the Valley, bottom teams have really scuffled. Look, you had Loyola make a great run last year, and they're still a real quality team. But top to bottom, you're right. The talent level has decreased. David Kaplan joins us. Cap, thanks for being flexible this week. We'll get you next week in your normal spot on Wednesday. Appreciate you being here, as always. Thank you, Cap. Look forward to it. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, pal. You do the same. David Kaplan joining us, NBC Sports Chicago, uh, ESPN 1000. He's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Iowa's best selection of stone veneer, whether you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your exterior or interior projects of any size, Centurion Stone offers a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your every need. So as you know, uh, demolition is happening at the Condon household right You have now. a need by the sounds of things. Well, our fireplace looked to still be in standing. Until they got started tearing down the walls, it collapsed. The brick <laughs> it just collapsed. collapsed. It collapsed. What is that? Boy, water can do a lot of damage, yes, can it? it I'd can. have to tell you, you're living it. I'm living it right now. Uh, completely out of commission, our, our living room. And, well, it's time for a new fireplace. I've seen what they can do. You've been to their place. You've been to the store. I think, uh, well, with the weekend upon us here, I think there's a weekend trip to Centurion Stone for the Condens coming up blame you one little bit. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Check them out online. And there's a trip to Vegas in our future, Trent Condon. Let's mm-hmm. go there right now. Jason Simba. Boy, this craft thing, the more I read about it, the worse it gets. Uh, these poor women, uh, many of them chi- from China on temporary work visas, indebted to the brokers who helped them reach America, believing they had legitimate jobs awaiting them. Oh, no. Yep. It's um, not good for, for the league and for, at least at this point, you wouldn't think for Bob Kraft, although he has uh, come out with a statement categorically denying any illegal activity. I don't know how we're going to segue to it, but let's. Full stop. Jason Simbel, CG Technology. Uh, by the way, Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway coming up here in about 12 minutes. Let's head to the desert. How are you, Jason Simbel? The desert is very cold, guys. I'll tell you that. I've seen some pictures. Now, when was the last time? When did you move there? Um, when I've been fl- going back and forth over the last decade, I remember cold days. I don't remember any snow, even flurries of any sort. I moved to Vegas part-time in 04. I moved here full-time in 08. This was the most snow I've seen. I mean... 
my part of town actually didn't get as much as a lot of other parts of town. So it certainly was crazy, and it's still like 38 degrees right now, but it's going to warm up next week, I think. So the the famous Vegas sign, right? It's just uh, just almost by the Mandalay Bay, just down the street from there. There's snow there, right? Yeah, there was snow there, and like the mountain caps are covered. It's actually quite quite nice uh, looking at it, but it was crazy. And and we're not equipped. Like people said, oh, why do you right. cancel school? Well, we're not equipped for it. We don't have any plows. Right. So there's no, you know, the buses can't manage in it. So we had to close school for a couple of days. Yeah, it's like I remember it, it was an event when it rained, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the, the flooding is crazy. Because yeah. The infrastructure is not set up for that. No, indeed, it isn't. Uh, well, let's talk Indiana, Iowa tonight. I want to get some Major League Baseball stuff. I know you guys got a ton of stuff. Uh, MLB wise, win totals, etc. We'll probably uh, pick your brain on the you know the locals, the Royals, and the Cardinals, and the Cubs, and the White Sox, and the Twins, maybe the Brewers. Um, before we let you go here, but uh, tonight we've got Indiana and Iowa. Indiana, just one of the biggest head scratchers, in my opinion, in all of college basketball. Hawks coming off a loss against Maryland the other night. Uh, what what are you seeing is so far? Uh, which way's the money going? Yeah, so far they're betting Iowa. It's the number seven right now. Um, and, you know, it's a good spot, you know, at home uh, coming off of a loss. So the game actually opened six and a half, uh, and it got it got bet up to seven. Uh, so early money on Iowa. I expect us to need Indiana tonight, but I can see why the Sharp guys bet Iowa early. It kind of makes sense considering the spot that they're in off the loss. Uh, let's go back earlier in the week. When, when Zion Williams got down, A, I hope the company needed – uh, North Carolina, because it was almost uh, it was a foregone conclusion at that point. Duke was a big favorite. Who did you need in that game? So it was interesting because uh, the number was nine, and the the public actually was on UNC in that one. However, we ended up taking a really big bet, like a six figure bet on Duke money line. Duke money line was minus five fifty. It ended up closing at minus seven fifty, just because of the big bet, six figure bet on it. So we ended up. Um, uh, needing UNC, so that that turned out okay for us. Would have liked to won the game without a player getting hurt, but we'll take it. Yeah. Now, so going forward, Jason, let's try to let you in here. What one more on this? What did Zion again? And he's not going to play apparently tomorrow against Syracuse. But it doesn't sound like a it's a season ender, and b that he's even considering at least at this point uh, giving up the game and, and sitting out for, in advance of the NBA draft. So, what did you do as far as futures with Duke, if anything? So not surprisingly, Duke was the big favorite heading into that game against the UNC. They were at plus 180. We moved them to plus 220 and since then to plus 225. So they're still the odds-on favorite, but they were not as big of a favorite as they were. So when you move a team up from plus 180 to plus 220, you got to move some other teams down. So we took North Carolina from 18 to 16 and Virginia from 8 to 7. So those are really the moves impacted by the Zion situation. Jason, I know it's not the same volume as Super Bowl futures and, and things like that, but is there a team that you have a li- lot of liability on, a team that you guys will be rooting against come NCAA tournament time? Um, you know, in terms of, like, I, I kind of would, would could go, kind of go by teams that we actually that actually could win. You know, I would say teams that have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville is not good for us. Uh, that's kind of a bad one. Um, and the other one that kind of stands out of a team that really could, could actually do some damage is Michigan. Uh, Michigan's 12-1, to 1, but they have the second most bets of any team uh, that we've taken so far. So not surprising that, that we would do kind of poorly to them. Uh, let's talk some MLB futures with you, and I want to concentrate, first of all, on the locals. Uh, my guess, the highest win total, although I've seen some crazy numbers with the Cubs. Seemingly, people are all over the place with this team. They're picked to finish last, win 79 games. Trent said uh, he saw somewhere uh, 80, upper 80s. 
It would be between the Cardinals and the Cubs as to who you guys have winning the most games. I'll say it's the Cubs just because, well, it's the Cubs. Cubs are at 89 and a half. The, the fans like betting the over because you're right, Ken, it is the Cubs. Um, so there have been more bets on the over. We haven't had to move it at all. It opened 89 and a half. We've stayed at 89 and a half, even though they're betting the over uh, in, on that one. Um, and then uh, you, the other team you said was the Cardinals. Yep. So the Cardinals right now are, uh, let's see, they're, uh, the Cardinals right now are at 89 and a half as well. Mm. So, you know, kind of both those teams are the same. They have been betting the Brewers over quite a bit, though. They're at 87 right behind them. So have you put out divisional odds yet, or is it still just the win totals? We've got divisional odds uh, as well, and home run champions. What's the price in the NL Central? So right now, the NL Central is uh, the Cubs are 2-1. to one. They're the slight favorite. Okay. No, sorry, Cubs 2-1, to one, Cardinals 2-1. to one. Brewers plus 250, Reds 9-1, to one, mm. Pirates 18-1. to one. I want to mention the Reds real quick because we've actually taken a bunch of bets on them to win the Central. They've been betting them over quite a lot in the season win totals as well. Uh, the Sharp guys bet them over, so people are thinking that the Reds can, can do decently this year. Uh, Royals and Twins, what have you got those two at, as well as the White Sox? White Sox, Royals, and Twins from the American League Central. So sticking with the Central, the Indians are the big favorite in the division. They're minus 360 to win the division. So, you know, that's the biggest favorite uh, mm-hmm. besides the Astros of any division, uh, you know, any team to win the division. Uh, the Twins are second in that one at plus 330, uh, followed by the White Sox at 16 to 1, and then the Tigers and Royals are really big long shots at 50 and 60 to 1, uh, respectively. Uh, in the season wins, uh, we have the Royals right now are at 71, uh, one of the lowest on the board. Uh, they've actually been bet over a little bit. Um, and then the White Sox have been interesting because. Their number, we didn't really adjust the numbers for kind of the Machado-Harper uh, situation, uh, but a lot of people were betting them based on where they thought those guys were going to go. Um, so the White Sox kind of fall into into that category. They're at 75. So if Harper, when he signs, you do nothing? Is it dependent? Are you? What would happen, let's just say that he signs with the Giants? No adjustment at all? No, well, there, there probably won't be. Uh, there will be an adjustment for the Giants. There won't be for the Phillies. That, the okay. reason that might not make sense is because they are assuming that the Phillies were going to get Machado or Harper. So as soon as we came out with the Phillies season win number, they bet it up right away and it already got adjusted. The Giants, though, however, haven't. So that's a situation where we'd have to add a game. So the Padres were kind of a long shot for Machado, and we went from 76 to 79 with them uh, on the season win because of that. But the Phillies, for example, right now, the Phillies season win, I think, is at 87, uh, and it already got bet up quite a bit. Um, it's at, sorry, the Phillies are at 88, and it got bet all the way up from 86, and then that was all because of the uh, expectation they're going to sign somebody. Hmm, last thing for you, Jason. Uh, what did you see in Week 2 of the uh, uh, Alliance of American Football, the AAF? Was there was there much action on, on Week number 2? A lot of sharp action. The sharp guys are betting it, uh, and that's why there's a lot of line moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what we're kind of seeing again, where... The Stallions this week went from three and a half to four and a half in about ten minutes. Um, so there has been a lot of line movement, but not a ton of volume. I mean, you know, I was kind of comparing it. The big game last weekend was that Kentucky-Tennessee game. And yeah. All four of the games combined didn't even do what that Kentucky-Tennessee game did. And likewise, I'm guessing tomorrow, Kansas-Texas Tech, will that be the... Uh, you see the most handle on that one, do you think? It's 5 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock our time. Will that be the highest bet game, basketball-wise? Yeah, I think wise? so. And, and having that kind of that ESPN... Uh, right. 
four or five o'clock game seems to do well for us. Venetian Palazzo Cosmopolitan Hard Rock, the Palm Silverton Tropicana, and headquartered at the M. Jason Symbol inside the number CG Technology. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Jason. Symbol CG Technology. So we kind of got that sports gambling thing going, Trent Condon. Yes. Let's continue it forward, shall we? We'll do the Claxons Barbecue Giveaway. We will give you four games. And what did you tell me earlier today that the the, the winner, whoever has the most right, will uh-huh. get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 And last week, a one-in-three week actually got the runner-up spot? Yeah, we had a three-way tie for second place at one and three, and the tiebreaker went the way of Sean, so he walks away. And if you've won in the last month, you're not eligible. You're not eligible to play. 30 days. Right, 30-day rule here. So if you would like to participate and you'd like some barbecue, 284-5966, if you're getting a ring, you're in. If you're getting a busy signal, you're going to have to wait until next week. 284-5966. 284-5966. Trent will line you up. We've got our four callers. Uh, if you're getting a busy signal next week, and we're doing it at the same time every week, so we're not tricking you in any way. Miller and Condit, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Claxon Smokehouse and Grill in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Just almost right beside the south entrance or exit of Prairie Meadows on 8th Street. Claxon BBQ online. ClaxonBBQ.com. 3131 8th Street uh, Southwest in Altoona. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker. Whoever gets the most right will get a $35 gift certificate to Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 We will use the point spread when it comes to the tiebreaker. It's total points for you and I. Just you and I's points. They host Valpo. Host Valpo? They do. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for the Panthers. Panthers tomorrow night. So uh, total, uh, total points closest without going over. Derek, Shane, Brian, and Aaron in that order. Derek, you lead things off. Derek, how are you? All right. Uh, I was a six-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over Indiana. Iowa. Iowa State is on the road. They're favored by a point-and-a-half over TCU. Iowa State. Drake is on the road at Illinois State. They're favored by a point and a half. Illinois State. Okay. Kansas in Lubbock tomorrow to take on the Red Raiders. Kansas is a four and a half point favorite. Texas Tech. And total point, total you and I points. Closest without going over against Valpo tomorrow. 67. 67. Thank you, Derek. Kansas is a dog at Tech. Did I I type that to you wrong? No, you didn't. I read it wrong. You better call Derek back. I'll get him back and see if he wants to change. My mistake. I'm not used to seeing Kansas getting that many points, man. And that Ken Palm number is actually five. I dropped it to four and a half. Shane is next. Hi, Shane. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Iowa, a six and a half point favorite over Indiana. Uh, I'll take the Hoosiers. Iowa State is a point and a half favorite over TCU. Uh, Iowa State. Drake is a point-and-a-half favorite at Illinois State. Uh, Drake. Kansas gets four-and-a-half 
over as they travel to Texas Tech. Kansas. And you and I will score how many points tomorrow closest without going over? One. One. Thank you, Shane. (laughs) Our first one. (laughs) Thank you, Shane. Have a good weekend. Uh, Brian is next. Hey, Brian. Hey, what's up, boys? You could really put it to Shane by taking two. Oh, yes. Iowa's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Indiana. I will go Iowa. Iowa State is a a point-and-a-half favorite over TCU. TCU. Drake gives a a point-and-a-half to Illinois State. Drake. Texas Tech, a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas. Kansas. You and I points closest without going over tomorrow against Valpo. I'll go 62. 62. You're a good sport, Brian. Thanks for listening, and thanks for participating. We'll talk to you again. Aaron wraps up Claxons for another week. Hey, Aaron. How you doing? Good. Iowa, give six and a half to the Hoosiers. Iowa. Iowa State, a point and a half to TCU. Iowa State. Drake, a point and a half to Illinois State. Illinois State. Texas Tech is a four and a half point favorite over Kansas. Kansas. And total points, closest without going over, you and I tomorrow. 63. 63. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Enjoy your weekend as we give away Claxton's barbecue for another week. We finally got one. We did. What a start to the weekend. You tell me Marwin Gonzalez signs with the Twins. He did. According to John Heyman, and I don't see him miss very often. And the Claxton's giveaway, somebody actually went with one for the tiebreaker because it's closest without going over. But I think think you'd want to be last, wouldn't you? To do that, yes. Yes. So the two guys. They could have got got him. Nice guys. too. (laughs) So we got a lot going on there, and... A rumor out there that Gary Dolphin... Yeah, what's going on here? Because Todd Bromelkamp on Twitter mentioned, watch for a couple of news dumps tonight. Todd Bromelkamp covers Iowa Athletics. He's Mm -hmm. What's his station over there? Uh, K-Jim. K-Jim. In Cedar Rapids. He does afternoon drive over there. I I like Todd Bromelkamp. I do too. Yep. Um, And he didn't didn't come out and say, he just said... "Mm." There's going to be some Hawkeye news coming. So there's some rumors on message boards, and okay. you only want to go to... Grain of salt. Trent Condon and Ken Miller of KXNOR are not reporting this. Well, I'm not doing anything. This is your... <laughs> this is what I'm reading. Right. But Gary Dolphin apparently said something about Bruno Fernando mm-hmm. during the radio broadcast Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Called him King Kong in the post. Mm-hmm. No, that can be construed mm-hmm. in a negative light. Yep. I, this This one... This is a stretch to me compared to Cassell back in the day. Oh, Howard Cassell, yeah, you're not even close. Right. But back in the day as opposed to 2019. That's true. That's 40 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, so that that apparently is the rumor? That's the rumor. I, again, I haven't had time to go back and try to find the clip from Tuesday night. I haven't seen it posted anywhere uh-huh. where I heard this, but that is the rumor that is out there. Let's hope this isn't true. Yeah, you hate to see um, a career. Well, here's the thing, though, Trent. I would have to think that uh, from earlier this year mm-hmm. with the suspension, pretty short leash. Oh, absolutely. Do you think yeah. there they are um, maybe some people in the athletic department looking for the very slightest? That That's not a stretch at all. I don't but think it is either. There are many people that believe that, that they're waiting for any kind of slip-up. Okay. So to, I didn't see the message board. Is this behind a paywall, maybe? Yeah. And that's yep. why I wouldn't it's see on, it. It's on Kaker, so we, uh-huh. we talked to you earlier. And fortunately, I missed this. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't up there. I don't even think when we talked to Tom earlier today. But 
That's the rumor. Again, it's just a rumor. Let's hope that's not. I like Gary. Well, Dalton. and Todd Bromelkamp, he did again. He just put out there, mm-hmm. be be prepared for a news dump coming from Iowa City later on today. I mean, Friday is news dump day, right? It is. Yes, that's when Friday, you do it. Usually five o'clock, six o'clock, something happens. And the University of Iowa has been very good at that throughout the years. We'll see. Um, you, your thoughts on tonight's game? I like Iowa. Do you? I'm going back to the well in the over too. Are you? You can't uh, be wrong twice in a row. Well, can you? you can. I don't think oh, you, should, really? you can be as wrong as you were in the Maryland. Is that the day. gambler's gambler's fallacy. Yeah. That. Uh, and what about Iowa State tomorrow? They go on the road. Do they win? Yeah. TCU's heading the wrong yeah. direction. They get tough. Last time they won, they they found the win column was in Ames. It'll be just like we saw against a purple team last Saturday. We have to mention Drake. Are they in first place when we reconvene on Monday? They do. Illinois State's going the wrong way. And that's something, Boyd DeVries, unbelievable. Yes. Uh, Murph and Andy at 2, Fanatics at 4. The rush starts, though, next week, Monday at 6. Have a great weekend, 1460 KXNO.